Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Rodcast. Uh, good to be chatting with you, Pastor Rod. Uh, so today we're going to just dive into a great story from the book of Acts uh, about Paul and Ananias and how Ananias helps Paul in his awakening. So this is part two of our um, chat about awakening. And so Pastor Rod, maybe you can, before we dive into the story, for those that maybe missed the first episode on awakening, just help us understand what is awakening yeah. and what, what is God doing? I guess a lot of people use it awakening in different contexts. My context is God's tapping people's hearts, mm. especially non-Christians or people away from God. That That's the concept of all of a sudden mm. there's, a, there's a shift and the shift has happened either through something that happened in their life or mm. even just a, a random thought about God or the Bible. Yeah. Um, we just heard about a young man in, um, in Island of Kyushu here. He's not yet a believer, but... Um, He's been following a few things online and all of a sudden our program came before him and he's really interested. He wants to come to church and seek Jesus. So it's, it's, it's still happening. And when, when you heard about this story, it's like he had just this moment. He wanted to know more about the Bible. That's sure. awakening. And I believe mm -hmm. that awakening is happening in every country. And I believe it's happened in every country in every season of the world's history. Well, let's say since resurrection that yeah. that 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 God is touching poking drawing is the word Jesus used in in John 6:44 I think it was and mm. it says that no one can come to the to me unless the father draws or drags him mm. yeah. so there's this definite moment does that mean people get saved no it means people has a moment of consideration mm. sure. to the issues of eternity mm. forgiveness grace all the big issues of life that there's the moments Mm. of awakening and that's the context that we're using it in the bible as well as we come yeah. to these stories sure that's great and so what we want to discuss today is really about us being ready as a church ready as individuals for ready to meet these people ready to disciple them and help them on this journey and so we're going to look at the story of ananias and paul so could you just first of all tell us who is this guy ananias what do we know about him <laughs> Well, we, we don't know much about him. He's living in a city called Damascus. Mm. We know that because it says Paul was going on, almost at Damascus where he met Jesus. Jesus came in a mm. vision. He knocked to the ground. He was momentarily blinded. And he said to this vision of Jesus, a very, very visceral, experiential moment, who are you? And Jesus said, I'm Jesus who you're persecuting. And mm. he goes to the city. And he's obviously shocked and changed. And, and then God speaks to this disciple called Ananias. He, here's your question. Who is Ananias? He is a unknown disciple up to that time. Hmm. Although some of the lists of antiquity of ancient history puts him as one of the 72 that Jesus sent out, hmm. which is pretty interesting, that he sure. probably was a discipled person who had met Jesus somewhere. But he's in Damascus. And God mm. chooses him to go to the Apostle Paul, who's had this experience, and and to say certain things to him. Mm. And he's only ever mentioned after this story one more, I think it's Acts chapter 20 or 21, where it says, Ananias, a godly man, was used mm. of God. Sure. And we don't read any more about this, this um, disciple, which I think is pretty yeah. exciting, actually. People can appear and disappear in God's plans all over the world, you know. Mm. Rod did yeah. this and Adrian did this and then we sort of disappeared and 
and then God could use us again. It's uh, yeah. like, yes, yes, sir, Lord, whatever, whatever yeah. you have for us sort of concept yeah. for us mm, to get ready. So and I think that's who Ananias is. He is a random, but not so random. He's a chosen disciple to disciple mm. Paul, who's going to become the greatest apostle to the nations. Pretty amazing, eh? So good. That's so good. And I, I love that. It's exciting because it does. it means that any of us who are open uh, can be used by God to just uh, make great disciples of Jesus. Um, so, one of uh, you did a teaching recently on this, and one of your points, your first point, was that Ananias was someone who heard the voice of God. So, mm. how important is this for our readiness and us meeting people and discipling them? Yeah, we've we've got to understand the voice of God because this was a this was a big call. You know, God speaking to Ananias and saying, "Go to go to meet this guy Saul." And lay your hands on him because Saul was a murderer. It says in Acts chapter was it mm. eight, um, he he was there approving of Stephen's death, mm. and it says he was dragging men and women to prison and probably to worse. Like the, Paul was not a good guy. He was a zealot, yeah. a crazy religious man who wanted to destroy the Christians. And all of a sudden, God says mm. to Ananias, "Oh, you've you've got to go and meet this guy who's." probably going to kill you or put you in jail. So the concept of hearing the voice of God is huge. Yeah. That he knew the voice of God. He knew it was God speaking to him because if I can just read it, this is the first time God speaks to Ananias that we read. Um, it, it says here, um, the Lord's told him, oh, sorry, the first word is God says Ananias, which is usually the way mm. God speaks to us, our, our name, right? Yeah, um, Moses or Paul or Adrian or Rod. We're going to feel the reverberation mm. of God calling our name. That's understanding mm. the voice of God, that it's a good voice. Sure. It's a yeah. father's voice or a savior's voice. Mm. It's a redemptive voice. It's a grace voice. It could have some strength in it, of course, but it's a mm. reassuring voice. It's a, I use the word reverberate, like echoing within the heart, the chamber of mm. our heart. And Ananias... Um, the Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street Street, and ask for a man from Tarsus called Saul, same as Paul. Mm. For he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias. You, you, buddy. You, this is God <laughs> saying, you, you, Ananias. He's, he's seen you come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. So he's a very clear recording mm. by Luke, who's writing the book of Acts, he must have met Ananias or known him and said, tell me the story and actually got the words mm. that God spoke to him. Sure. And you can see it's a really short, clear message. Yeah. And I would, I, would, I would say that almost every time I've heard the voice of God, it's very, very short and clear mm. and affirming. This is yeah. really important. It's not religious. It's not weird. Mm -hmm. It's not 10 points that I have to, you know, do all, follow like a, you know, like not, I'm not following Google Maps, you know, yes. I'm following the voice of Jesus. Yeah. It's a lot simpler. Um, he knew the voice of God. He had mm. to know the voice of God clearly that to go yeah. and obey, go and meet your enemy or, I mean, he's not your enemy, Ananias. He's the, mm. the Christian's enemy. Go and meet him and pray for him. It's huge. Yeah. If, if you think of some parallel today it's to go and meet like a a warlord somewhere in the world go and meet him who's yeah. been killing christians go and meet him and tell him something from from god 
You know, wow. it's, <laughs> it's it's that level. Yeah. yeah. Um, he had to know mm. and and then obey yeah. the voice of God. Pretty amazing, yeah. eh? It's so good. And yeah, I guess that the word of God gave him faith. It just it, it inflated his faith so that he could step out. And I think with that, you 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 mentioned that um, Ananias was surprised by the word of God and it surprised him. And so just even as there's these awakenings, we will be surprised at the word of yeah. God. So maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on that. Well, yeah, I'm just, it's, it's, it doesn't take much to read into verse 13. Lord Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he's come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on his name. So verse 13, 14, Ananias actually speaks back to God. He says, but, mm. but God, th- yeah. this is a dangerous man. This mm. could end my life. Is is that what you want? That, that, that mm. risk is a, is a risky word yeah. you're giving to me so yeah he's, he's, he's kicking back and i think that the, the point to me is we do need to check god's word as it's stronger and stronger yeah more more extensive words more life-changing words mm. more words that would toss us out of our comfort zone mm. um we need to check check against yeah. the word of god against our wife or husband or whoever mm. um get godly wisdom here he's checking it with God. God, are you sure? Are you, yeah. are you sure you've got the right Saul and you've got the right Ananias? Are you sure you've got the yeah. story right? And I sort of see humor in that in that I've probably been there and I'm sure you've mm. been there at times of saying, yeah. God, are you, are you yeah. kidding? Are you, are you serious? Is this, is this really? Mm-hmm. And, and, but I think it's good. I don't think in any yeah. way God is upset at this. We know that because God just continues to say, go. Yeah. Um, God never rebukes Ananias or speaks to him and says, you know, he doesn't say, you better obey me. No, no, no. Mm. This is the the heart of God is to engage. Yeah. To engage with us on our mm. journey. Mm. And so I, I think the concept of questioning is is good. Yeah. And, um, you know, when we came to Japan, uh, Viv and I, 21 years ago, um, we felt called, but we went, we came here and said, Lord, really, Lord? Like, is this, is this really mm. the place you want for us? And, mm. but it's not a, a, a doubting concept it's a it's a checking it's a double check it's a and yeah. the bigger the decision more the check in fact i was taught that as a young christian little decision easy decision medium decision spend some time in prayer and seeking god mm. large decision spend a lot of time mm. seeking god so i think this was a large decision mm. and it was probably the same for you and catherine coming to japan too there, there was there was checks yeah. rechecks seeking god yeah. and um, so I don't think there's any badness in Ananias mm. checking with God. In yeah. fact, I can think of other times like Gideon in the Old Testament putting out the fleece mm. and yeah. um, Abraham was checking God sometimes. Yeah. I think we can as long as it's with a heart to seek him, yeah. whether this is truly his guidance for our life. So yeah. I, I think it's a good example, right? Yeah, so good. And I think uh, you also picked up on that, that, that that he was surprised because he had heard other reports mm-hmm. about um he had heard reports about this guy this guy's yeah. a murderer he's coming here he's mm. coming here to lock us up and now you but you telling me god your report yeah. your word is that that you want me to go speak to him because you've chosen him and i think you mentioned the same thing as that when you came to japan the reports were that japanese are closed it's hard 
but God had spoken to you that that God's going to move in Japan. So, and mm. how does that? How did that word ready your heart for the awakenings here in in Japan? Well, moving our family to Japan was a huge thing, and we didn't have much money. We had a few churches really helping us get here, but mm. it, it and we had a team of ten young Australians, but it was really yeah. hard. So, with the vision that my wife got, Viv of a big wave and we re- realized it was a big wave of God coming on Japan and God's love and God's grace. We came here with a word. Yeah. So when we heard the reports that you're mentioning that Japan is hard, it takes, you know, I don't know how many years, 10 years to get someone saved and another 10 years to disciple them, all these things. And, and we thought, well, that's mm. not what God said. Um, mm. So we had to check our report against mm. a world report. In fact, when we first came here, there was a lot of things in in print about the Japanese people mm. um, and we found them to be not true. For example, yeah. we were told that Japanese will never show their emotions. Not true. We mm. were told Japanese will never tell you their honest opinion about something. Not true. We mm. were told Japanese will never make a decision by themselves. Not true. Now I'm reading mm. this from both you know, um, books on Japan, um, traveling books, uh, Christian books of the past. Uh, we, we did our research, but mm-hmm. when we got here, we found none of that was true for the sure. for the young generation, yeah. for the young generation. Yeah. So if we had listened to the reports, we would have been scared, or mm-hmm. you know, wow, we, we're coming here to to suffer. We're coming here to fail. But no, no, we had a word in our heart. We yeah. heard from God that God was going to move in Japan. Mm. And and that's what you're referring to, and that's that's it. we heard many reports, but we heard from God yeah. Yeah. that He's going to move in Japan, and I'm so glad we heard and stayed. Yeah. <laughs> and and now thousands yeah. of Japanese have found Jesus yeah. uh, through just us, but also hundreds of our leaders right across mm. Japan, and yeah, um, you, yourself included. So we had to listen to the right report, and mm. I guess we could even think back to Numbers 13 where. 12 spies were sent out by Moses. What's the land like? Yeah. All 12 came back saying land is amazing. God's mm. promises are amazing. Yeah. But 10 of the 12 said amazing land, but big giants, we can't take yeah. it. And yeah. two, Caleb and Joshua came back and said, no, 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 no. We can certainly do it. We can. Sure. And mm. that's the spirit I think we have to come. And I think Ananias had that spirit. Lord, it's there's a yeah. giant here called Paul and his threats. But if yeah. you say... Mm. I'm going to go. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what we have to do in life. And mm. many times we have to stand yeah. against some report that mm. we find not to be true. Yeah. So it's really um, living with that expectation and allowing God's word to shape our expectations and not not past experiences, other, other reports, but really having God's uh, word shape our hearts. Um, yeah. And yeah, just really living with that sense of expectation and i think that's something that you've been encouraging us as a leadership team is like you you need to believe in awakenings you need Mm. to believe that god is doing this and i think Mm. if we have that mindset there's something there's a readiness there's an excitement there's an expectation that i'm going to meet someone today who's Mm. being drawn by god and i need to be ready for that so yeah talk about can you maybe just elaborate on expectations and living with that sense of expectation I think I just think it's such a great way to live. It's it's mm. called hope. The New Testament word hope is Christian hope. Mm. It doesn't mean hope against hope. It means hope in God, hope in his yeah. word. Mm. Hope 
in dreams and visions from God. So I just think we need to live in the, on that hope side. Some people might say that that's too positive because what if things don't happen? But I, I say, well, I believe things will happen, yeah. but they might not happen in my timing. Mm. And so the issue is not will it happen, the issue is when, and mm. we have to keep, our, keep ourselves ready. We have to prime the yeah. pump, keep the oil on the bike chain to keep the, the yeah. bike keep going and keep mm. oiling every day. That's journaling and prayer and keeping mm. our hearts right towards stuff mm. and keeping in an attitude of faith that today could mm. be the day. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's the way I've always lived my Christian life since I've been yeah. a believer at the age of 19 mm. is to live in, live on hope. Some people yeah. might laugh and say, oh, that's you're just the, the, the cup half full guy. Mm. And my answer is I'd rather be the cup half full guy than the cup half empty guy. Like, yeah. is that so wrong to believe that half full is good and, and, and there's more coming? Mm. I, I, would, I would challenge anybody to, to wake up in the morning and, and pray the Lord's Prayer, our Father in mm. heaven, your will be done, and start to be positive and praying yeah. and building ourselves up in our faith, reading the Word mm. and, yeah. and um, staying positive. And people say, well, what if something mm. doesn't happen today? And my answer is, well, there's always tomorrow. Yeah. What if it doesn't happen tomorrow? Well, there's the day after that. And we could go on and on. But the yeah. concept is I'd rather live in that realm and... Mm. And I'm seeing more answers to prayer in that realm. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I heard heard one of the the, the leaders of the, the Church of England, in, a, a good man in England, was asked, you know, what, why do you pray? And he says, because I believe that answers will come. And say, well, how do you know answers will come? He says, well, if I don't pray, things don't seem to happen. But when I do pray, <laughs> things seem to happen. So I'm going to believe yeah. in prayer. And I thought that yeah. is so simple. That is yeah. such a simple remedy to the question does does god answer prayer yeah so staying in prayer and positivity in his word mm -hmm. leads to more oh yeah. god's answered my prayers more because i'm praying mm -hmm. more yeah i just believe in it and yeah. i want everybody to understand that and, and so many words from paul to to churches in the new testament were in that were in difficulty like thessalonians mm -hmm. yeah. his answer was for them was be ready yeah be alert yeah. Stay strong. And so yeah. the exhortations of those in difficult times is, mm. and it's not like do it now, like it's not like get over your problems now. That's not what Paul's saying. He's saying stay in hope, mm. stay in expectation. It's much better. Yeah. yeah, that's so good. And I think even on this journey of reaching people, um, I think you've often spoken about and i think jesus teaches his disciples to to shake the dust off your feet so uh if people don't respond if 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 you put this effort in and something doesn't happen it's okay it'll shake the dust off your feet so it's learning to let go of of disappointments in order to keep moving forward so how often how, how much do you think people have just grown weary and tired of reaching people and and aren't actively doing it because they haven't really released that disappointment do you think it's a real thing yeah absolutely that's that, again that's why jesus did speak about that he said when you mm. go to a town and they don't receive you leave mm. the town and wipe the dust from your feet and he's not saying curse them or no he's just saying it's not their time yeah. just 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 leave the dust in the town and move on mm. and i think that the dust on the feet for me is disappointments as you're saying mm. yeah. um for people discipling and people walked away and I'm now, you know, mm. what are you going to do? Are you going to say, well, I'm tired or are you going to say, Lord, I want to disciple again. And yeah. so 
the issue is wiping the dust. It's a spiritual thing. Obviously, mm. none of us are thinking you're going to get some shoe cleaner, um, <laughs> but we need yeah. Jesus' heart cleaner yeah. Um, yeah. and mind yeah. cleaner to yeah. to 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 take away the the pain of failure and the pain of yeah. disappointment and the yeah. pain of rejection, which is mm. exactly what Jesus was aiming at. And say, Lord, I'm mm. I'm ready to be used again. Yeah. Where's my yeah. next assignment? Yeah. Um, and I say to our team, some it's okay to get dust on your feet. Mm. And and as I teach this all around the world, people really listen in because it's a real thing. Mm. Yeah, dust on feet is okay, but don't let the dust get in your heart because that is a mm. a perspective changer. When yeah. dust gets in the heart, that's when people say things like, "Oh, Japan is hard. You can't mm. reach it." That's that's dust on the heart. Now I must say, a lot of people like that here in Japan are good people, zealous. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for their prayers and efforts over many, many years that I believe we are going to receive mm. answers for. So it's not a judgment, but it's just I just don't want to live that way yeah. of having dust in the heart where, mm. where we make decisions. I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to disciple again. I'm not going to reach out yeah. again. Nobody's open. And that is dust in the heart. Mm. And I think God can also remove that in a moment, yeah. in a moment of saying, Lord, just right now, not mm. just my feet, but from my heart and my mind, cleanse me from the yeah. pain of disappointment so that this can be another great day with you. Mm. So that's awesome. the teaching. I, I think it's yeah. really significant. Yeah. For And if people have, don't have dust on the feet, I'd say probably it's because you're not around non-Christians enough because you're going to get yeah. dust on the feet. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be yeah. rejection. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's going to happen. So, mm. And people are going to walk away because they walked away from Jesus and that's mm. not my responsibility my responsibility mm. is to just share good news and, and engage yeah. them in god's word but yeah it's their decision after that yeah awesome so we need to stay ready clean heart get ready for new people so back this is want to dive back into our stories so um we see that god gives a, a word a prophetic word to ananias to share with paul and um so yeah i just want to just dive into the what's the significance of having these prophetic words in helping people as we meet new people and speaking God's word over them, prophetic word. Um, how important is that? That's really important that we understand God's love for the people. Um, mm. You know, here in Japan, um, people just don't know Jesus. And often the response yeah. is, huh? Who? What? <laughs> and yeah. some people see that as uh, rejection. I, I, it's not. It's just mm. they just don't know. There's no rejection there at all in Japan. It's just what? Mm. So I just think we have to love the people. Our mm. response, our responsibility is to love people. Yeah, that's it. Just just yeah. love Japan or wherever you are. Love your neighborhood. Mm. And if people don't love their where they are, I say to them, "Are you sure you're in the right place?" Mm. Which people might say that's harsh. I say, "No, no, no. I want people to enjoy their lives." Yeah. So if ever I hear someone saying, "You know, I, I'm not enjoying this, and and I, I don't like it," and I say, "Well," Are you in the right place? Now, I don't mean mm. people have got to jump around, yeah. but but I do think there needs to be an understanding of the goodness of God. Mm. That if God's put you in a place; it is to be fruitful. Jesus said that in in John yeah. fifteen over and over. I've called you that you will be fruitful. I've called yeah. you that you would bear much fruit. Yeah, along with pruning, <laughs> <laughs> along with disappointments. Yeah, yeah. that that you will bear much fruit, that we've got to have mm. that understanding. And, and to do that, you've got to love the people. Mm. I remember um, 
being asked by a mission group going to a certain country, you know, what what's the key? Mm. And I said, well, what do you think of the country? And they said some bad things. And I said, that's probably yeah. true. But unless you love the people, you won't be effective sure. there. Yeah. Because your message there is just judgment or it's mm. it's just too late. And there are some countries that are very much in difficulty today. So I yeah. don't say that with a lot of, um, you know, I'm not like super victorious over mm. those people. I'm just saying if you are in a nation, we have to find a way to love people yeah. and to forgive people mm. or else we're not going to do much good there. You know, Jesus yeah. said, you'll, they'll, they'll tell you're my disciples by your love for one yeah. another and really for them because God so loved the world he gave Jesus. Yeah. So I said to that mission group, you've just got to love the people. Mm. Number one, it's just, it can't be from this heart of judgment. It's got to be from this heart yeah. of hope. Yeah. And um, Japanese are very easy to love, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a beautiful, great, yeah. great nation. But of course, it's yeah. like any nation, it's had some history and some difficulties. Mm. And we've mm. had to say to people, you've got to leave that and share good news. Mm. You got to leave that yeah. and share good news for this new generation. That, it, In fact, yeah. the young Japanese don't even know anything about mm. some of those things in the past. Yeah. And um, it, it, it's just pointless. But what is the, the point is to share good news. Yeah. God loves you. God yeah. loves your country. He has a hope for you. He has a future for yeah. you. As it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, our Japan verse. Yay. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Awesome. So it's about sharing good news with people. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11. I love it. So um, also one thing is quite amazing is that uh, Paul um, comes to Ananias and he puts his arm around him or Ananias puts his arm around Paul and he says, brother Saul. So he has this guy, murderer, mm -hmm. uh, coming to lock up these Christians. And yeah, Ananias puts his arm around him. And so you you often say this thing that uh, the room, uh, the love of God always has room for one more. Um, yeah. So, yeah, how much like you're talking about love for people. Um, mm. But yeah, so talk about that a little bit more. Uh, if you can elaborate on just God's love and his passion for more people and how can Ananias yeah. love someone who's come to lock him up? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's in verse 17, Acts nine seventeen. Yeah, he, he's, he's brother, brother Saul. And Saul's now been blinded for i think three days like he's yeah. in darkness and it says he's praying mm. he's probably going through every you know um file yeah. of his brain about who is this jesus and mm. he's he's I, we probably i think he probably has come to faith in jesus but he's very confused yeah and the first word from ananias is brother it's, it's a beautiful yeah. word yeah. Um, just by the way, the word brother in the New Testament means brother and sister. Um, so yeah. it's not just male in that sense. But here it is mm. male with male. So Ananias with Paul, brother mm. Paul. Um, yeah. The Lord Jesus has appeared to you. So it's really beautiful language. Yeah. And I just think the first words we speak to people need to be words of grace, mm. not words of challenge. Yeah. Um, I was talking about... Um, one of the other broadcasts was talking about the gift of, of prophet. And some people think a, prof, a New Testament prophet is very harsh. But no, no, that's an Old Testament prophet. A New Testament mm. prophet, it says in 1 Corinthians 14, is for encouragement, comfort, and edification. Lifting, lifting, and lifting. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think here, this is so prophetic. The first words, mm. brother, brother, Saul, the yeah. Lord Jesus has a yeah. word for you. He's, he's called yeah. you. Yeah. He's called you. And if we can just go back a verse... 
uh, the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man Paul is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before mm. the people of Israel, and I will show him how much he must suffer for mm. my name. And so there is some strength in the word he's got to deliver to Paul. Like, yeah. you're going to go and be incredibly successful for God, but you're going to suffer. Yeah. But the first words are, Brother Saul, the Lord has called you, and he's called me to come mm. to you, and I'm going to be yeah. your buddy because yeah. God's called me to love you and be with you. So mm. just the language is amazing. And I think the yeah. first words people in Japan need to hear about Jesus is good news. Yeah. So the Old Testament prophet is pretty strong. New Testament prophetic word is going to be mm. encouraging. Even yeah. if people don't know Jesus, it's going to be an encouraging word. Seekers, yeah. people we meet yeah. in the street or in the park, an encouraging mm. word. Yeah. And people are so surprised by that. Um, mm. I know one of our great young men, who is now a businessman, he was sitting when he was 10 years ago in a university, very lonely university student sitting on a, a park bench by himself. And uh, two of our guys, uh, Lewis and someone else, I forget who it was, come up and says, hello. And he mm. says that was, that was so powerful because he was alone. Wow. Wow. And he said, who are you? And they said, oh, we're just having fun, but we are mm. from a church. And he said, what's that? The, the, the first word was hi. I mean, yeah. this is basic stuff, <laughs> yeah. but that's what we do in Japan and that's what we do in Bali yeah. and that's what we do in, in many countries. Hmm. We say hello. You know, yeah. Any chance we have, we're going to say, you know, God's got a great future for you. Yeah, that's so good. And some people don't like that. They think it's too positive, but I, I, think, I think it's the word of the Lord. God loves you yeah. and he's for you and he has a word for you. Yeah. And, and by the way, yeah, you might suffer, but the, the first word yeah. is God's chosen you yeah. and he's with you. Mm. And the afterword is, yeah, there's a cost to that. But yeah. the, it's important how we present truth. Yeah. Good news must always precede challenge. Or, yeah. or we're not that we challenge people on the street. I don't mean that. But, yeah. you know, like good news and mm. God's word and God's hope must precede anything else that God's going to say. Yeah. Because they've got to have a context yeah. for who is this God. Yeah, And I love that. I love speaking to people of other faiths. I, I've just had the yeah. great joy of my life of talking to tens of thousands, literally mm. tens of thousands of people from other faiths and to say, yeah. I'm just so glad to meet you and I want mm. to tell you that God loves you yeah. and, he, he, and he's done so much for you. So I just think it's, 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 mm. it's so important how we share the good news, even yeah. with people that we don't agree with, yeah. share good news. Sure. That's so good. And I think if, if I think back to my awakening story when I was 17, um, it was a simple prophetic word that unlocked that. The guy just said, God, you know what, young man, God loves you and he's got a great plan and purpose for your life. And and it just that those words impacted me and opened something up in my heart. And it, it just blew me away. And it was, yeah, it brought about a great awakening in me. <laughs> so, and, and prophetic words should always be like that. Yeah. And again, yeah. on the broadcast, if you want to look at the one on prophecy, I share some mm. positive and negative experiences mm. as a young Christian. Yeah, the, the power of true positive mm. prophecy, but also there yeah. can be someone claiming to be prophetic, but it's yeah. it's a negative and it, it it it's a limiter. Anything that's a yeah. limiter, yeah, is not prophecy. Mm. Anyway, that's a different topic. But yeah, yeah. you got a prophetic word, and it lifted, and it brought vision, yeah. and. If, if that prophetic word had gone on and on and on, there would also be, and there'll be some challenges, Adrian, and are you up for it? And, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. like here, 
brother Saul, yeah. the Lord's chosen you, but actually yeah. there's also yeah. some real challenges ahead. Yeah, so good. So maybe just you can kind of finish off with this, maybe a big question to finish off with, but we see that so Ananias meets Saul uh, and he uh, he uh, he kind of calls him brother Saul, but then he prays for him, he prays for healing, he get he's baptized, he's filled with the Holy Spirit and so what are some things as we're meeting these new people, these mm. people that God is drawing, what are some things, our message is good news. What are yeah. some things we can teach them and, and yeah, some key steps in the beginning? At Lifehouse, we have three basic values of journaling, reading the Bible every day, just a bit, simple mm. prayer. So help or praying the Lord's Prayer is a great start mm. and forgiveness. Yeah. And we teach people these basic truths that this is yeah. the way you're going to grow in God. But we must mm. get the phone, sorry, sorry, the um, the Bible on their phone mm. or or a physical paper Bible, whichever yeah. we can. We've got to give them a tool mm. and put a Bible in their, in their grasp because you can't disciple, you can't give the good news without the good news. Yeah. So they've got to have the good news and read it for themselves. Yeah. And we show them a couple of scriptures. We show them. You know, um, from Matthew six, you know, mm. ask and you'll find. Jesus says, mm. and Japanese love that verse also. Seek and you'll mm. find. Knock and the door will be open. So we show yeah. basic verses. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. We talked about. So we're giving them tools that they mm. can go home by themselves and continue reflection. Mm. They're probably well. I don't know what state of salvation they're going to be. Paul was saved by this time, but yeah. but he had. We give tools. And then we mm. have a thing on our, our church app called the Blue Book, which is 100 Bible studies, simple mm. Bible studies with a couple of questions, a couple of scriptures, mm. and we show them how to find that. Mm. And if they've got a question, to look up that word like grace or whatever. We also have what we call 100 days, sorry, 30 days, my first 30 days of journaling and mm. how to look at like key scriptures, you know, yeah. John three sixteen. Um, etc like key scriptures mm. and so we're putting again tools in their hands that if they're hungry uh, let's say we meet them on a i don't know a tuesday night then on a wednesday they can look at the scriptures mm. they can have the bible and they can mm. start to reflect and yeah. we're there for them we're on the instagram and we have their text mm. um and we say how are you and they say great i'm reading and so we start a relationship mm. through the word mm. and through prayer um, yeah. and then we would like to, to ask them to come to church or be involved in yeah. a small group or a, some community. And, yeah. and, and this is what Japanese really, really want. They want a great community yeah. of really genuine friends that yeah. really love them and will pray for them and help them. So mm. all of these things, if they follow, is a positive you know, journey towards mm. faith, and then many do believe in Jesus by themselves. Here, Paul already had the Bible, the Old Testament. Yeah, he was reflect. There was no at the point, the time Paul is is um, getting saved here. That Jesus only had died a couple of years earlier, mm. and so I, I think they did have the scriptures. By the way, mm. but um, I, I personally believe that because you can't share the gospel without the gospel, and so yeah. I'm sure the, the the disciples of Damascus would have had some scripture of mm. Jesus. Anyway, that's yeah. another issue which is very important but paul mm. um would have known a lot so his yeah. salvation journey once a dramatic awakening happened was fast mm. yeah. it was 
within those three days at least. Mm. When we meet people in Japan, it's not three days. It's often longer, mm. although it does yeah. happen in three days. Yeah. So the, yeah. the timing is different, but we've got to be there during the journey is, is mm. the point I'm trying to get to, whether it's three yeah. days or three months or whatever. Yeah. We're there with them. Mm. answering questions for me as a seeker when i was 19 my friends had to be with me for six months putting mm. up with me for six <laughs> months good friends before i made a decision uh, and so it's just being friends and helping yeah. them through but but they must have tools mm. um and, and the tools must be self-feeding tools in other words they're yeah. not dependent upon me alone yeah. they, they've got they're starting to put their faith into god and mm. his word mm. So good. Awesome. Well, it's been a great chat. And uh, would you just uh, love it if you can just pray for us and then we can finish yeah. off today. I thank you, Lord. You are awakening many people all around mm. us. And I pray we'd be ready. We'd be full of hope, full of good news. And we'll also be aware, aware of our surroundings, aware of people that might be asking mm. the question or even a, a prompting of the Holy Spirit to text someone to reach out, mm. to be involved in some outreach. Lord, I pray we'd have those eyes and and have hearts that are clear, no dust on our feet, cleanse us, mm. renew us, refresh us, and ready to help the next person you want to bring into our sphere of influence. I thank you, Lord, that you're doing this all over the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor Rod, and thank you, everyone, for connecting. We'll connect with you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.